Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of RISE Radio. I'm your host, Eileen McDonald, the Editorial Director at RISE. My guest today is Ryan Avery, a world record holder, two-time best-selling author, Emmy Award-winning journalist, and a world champion. And for those unfamiliar with his journey, at the age of 25, Ryan became the youngest world champion of public speaking in history. What's even more remarkable, he had never given a professional speech prior to the event. He competed against 30,000 people from 116 countries to win the Toastmasters World Championship. And then he launched his public speaking career. Um, He used the same principles and strategies he learned winning the contest to other aspects of his life. And um, so he's become a popular speaker on strategic communication, negotiation, and leadership. And he's delivered more than 500 keynotes in 33 countries. His mission now is to show leaders how to go from A to the in the industry. And he's gonna do just that when he joins RISE as a keynote speaker at RISE National 2022 in March in Nashville. And I'm delighted to welcome you, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today on RISE hey, I feel like I need to bring you. I feel like I need to bring you to parties with me. That was a good intro. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, it was really, it's very impressive. I'm excited very much to talk with you today about leadership, but I thought, before we get into that, if you could share a little bit more about your background, what you did to prepare for this competition, what inspired you to take it on, because I remember my first public speaking um, gig, and it did not go well. I think I'd probably be the first one kicked out. So I didn't know if you could maybe give us a little bit of a background on what was that about? Yeah, so um, I I was working at Special Olympics at the time. I was the director of marketing and communications. I'm living up in Portland, Oregon at the time. And my best friend, he quits his job to pursue his dream to make a film. And I take him out to lunch to like, you know, get inspired and hear about him and what he's doing. And he's like, don't do it. Don't follow your dreams. And I'm like, oh my, and it was like a really sad moment because it was so hard for him. He quit this really good job. He lost all of his money to make this film. He wasn't making it. And he looks at me, he's like, what's the hardest thing you've ever had to do, Ryan? And I'm sitting there looking at my best friend being like, I've never really done anything that hard. I mean, okay. Yeah. First person to go to college or, you know, like hard things, but never that hard. And I felt really crappy about myself. And I remember a couple Days later, I, I lost myself into some YouTube videos because anytime I get depressed or anxious, I lose myself in YouTube vortex. Uh, and I come across this random video of this person going for the world championship of public speaking. And I remember in college, people telling or talking about like people were more afraid of public speaking or people, you know, didn't like public speaking. It was the hardest thing that people did. And so I said to myself right then, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll win that contest. I'll, I'll enter myself in that contest and I'll win. Uh, And then eight months later, uh, fast forward, we won. Um, And it was because of a lot of reasons, because of the people that I was around, because of the lessons I learned, the books that I read, the things that I did. And same with you. My first couple speeches, my first thousand speeches were really bad, like really, really, really bad. Uh, And then the next day after I won, I woke up to 269 emails asking me to speak. And I had no idea this was a job. This wasn't what I was, you know, this wasn't my plan. 
but I'm lucky enough to find out that this was my purpose in life. I'm supposed to teach. I'm supposed to educate. I'm supposed to find out strategies, implement those strategies, see if they work, and then find out the ones that do and then teach those strategies to others so they can use them. So yeah, that's a little bit of the background behind it. Well, it's very impressive. And you know, these la- I, I don't have to tell you, the last couple of years have been quite the challenge for yeah. leaders trying to navigate through COVID. We all have faced that. Um, and I know you're going to talk to our healthcare leaders at Rise National, um, but I just wondered what your thoughts were just on how COVID has changed what leadership looks like, or has it? Yes, definitely. So COVID, I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but COVID sucked. <laughs> you know, it does. Like, it, sucked. it still like, does. It still does. Like it, it took friends away from me. It took family away from me. It pretty much destroyed my business overnight. Uh, you know, I usually do 75 in-person events a year, not in 2020. I had 65 events already lined up in January, 2020, March came around gone, like d- disintegrated. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Like I have a team, I have a family, I have aging parents, I got a mortgage, like I got responsibilities. And whenever all that goes away, it can be pretty scary. There is one thing though, that COVID gave me that I am appreciative of and something that we as leaders can look at because it's a choice I realized is COVID gave me the question of, is COVID going to make my business dissolve or is it going to make my business evolve? Mm-hmm. And it's this concept of looking at it that way, that that's, that's choice. That's not circumstance. Some people go, oh, COVID destroyed my business. No, COVID didn't do that. What happened was COVID was an opportunity to say, all right, we've got this product. We've got this idea. Maybe we need to do something different. And for me, I'm choosing not to dissolve. I'm choosing to evolve what it is that I do so I can continue to add value to the world. So simply as a leader asking yourself, what are you doing to ask yourself, are you dissolving or are you evolving? And, and within that, what are some things you do need to dissolve? And what are some things you do need to evolve? Are you, I talk to a lot of leaders who are keep doing the same thing pre-COVID thinking it's going to work again. These people who, who say, I can't wait to get back to normal. No, that's never going to happen. That'd be like trying to say, I can't wait until we can fly on a plane again like we used to before 9-11. That's never going to happen. So you're just going to be living in this la-la land thinking that way. We've got to evolve. So that would be one thing that I would, I would share is how can we evolve versus dissolve in this? And, you know, so it sounds like it's a lot of internal, like being introspective. But also it sounds to me what I'm hearing from you from your first public speaking competition to what you just shared with us. It's almost like a mindset. The mindset, right? Like, do you, that's, that's the whole concept that I teach. Do you really want to be around a team or the team? Do you really want to offer a product or the product? Do you want to be a dad or the dad? Do you want to be a mom or the mom? When we, when we commit to being the, it gives us the answers. We know what we should be doing, but a, a, you settle, right? You settle, you go, ah, all right, I'll do this. I'll try this. This is what everyone else is doing. And I can teach you strategies to be the, all of us though, once we put that label on ourselves or our product or our business, we automatically intuitively know what we should be doing in order to do that. So that's how I live my life is what is, what does the look like in this situation? 
So maybe we can back up a little bit and, and talk about if there are any common mistakes or pitfalls that leaders do that prevent them from becoming the leaders of their industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of it, it sounds like, is not living in the past. <laughs> it sounds like at least or thinking going back to a, the, the world the way it used to be. Yeah, the big one, one of the big ones, uh, you know, I have discovered 16 things that differentiate a leader versus the leader. One that we're seeing a lot of right now is in times of change, in times of uncertainty, in times of chaos, a leader will imitate, the leader will innovate. Mm. And this is an important distinction because what happens is, and I see this with all the companies I work with, whether it's healthcare or lawyers or engineers, what'll happen is, When something changes within the industry or the world, A, will simply go, well, what's V doing? We got to do that. And so they imitate. When in fact, what V does is goes, they say, okay, playing field even now, what should we do? What can we do? What could we do? What can now be offered? And they innovate in that space to then position themselves even stronger as V or they get closer to if, if I'm, you know, if I'm 900th on the ring now and I want to be number one, well, I can jump up to maybe two or three be, uh, level, like two or three under the because I'm innovating. So are you imitating doing what everybody else is doing or using this time to innovate and in creating something that, that can contribute to our world? So if you sort of touch on it already on what it, but is there any other... Um advice or suggestions you have so that if I'm listening to this podcast mm. and I want to step up to the mm. next level to go mm. from that 900 to mm. up to the top, what do I do if I'm struggling and, you know, the staff is not responding to me the way that I had hoped or the mm. customers aren't any suggestions. Yes. Um, I don't know how much time I have for this podcast, but I'd love to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to share with you, uh, the five D's of achievement. Um, so looking at how we want to accelerate our achievement, looking at seeing how we can achieve, these are the five D's. And when we go through these, we can really pinpoint to see where we're at and then how we can take that next step above. So there's five D's. The first one is we must dream, right? You got to start there. You got to dream and we got to come up with anything and everything that we can. And dreaming is a really important aspect. I know a lot of people who don't dream and so they'll never get anywhere until you dream. Now, one of the hardest parts that differentiates people when you're stuck is staying in dreamland, okay? So the second step that you have to do is you have to decide. You have to decide on one of those dreams. You can't do all of them at that time, but you got to choose one. And people ask me too, like, well, how do I know which one to pick? Well, you know which one to pick because if they're all your dreams, you can't pick the wrong one, <laughs> right? So pick one. So simply start and pick one. Okay, what's the one thing that will allow you to do everything? And once we've decided that this is what we're going to do, then we must design. Design is the third D. We must design the plan of what it looks like, of how we get there, of what we need, all of those the resources that are required. We've got to design the plan. Now, after we've designed it, We have to move to the second or the fourth step. And the fourth D, this is where uh, I start to see people get inspired and motivated. But this is also where I see people drop out. This is where I also see people go, "Uh, I'll go back to imitation because it's easier. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the fourth D is develop. 
we have to develop the skills and the relationships in order to accomplish that dream. You do not have to have the skills. You have to develop the skills. And some people automatically don't transition into that next step because they go, oh, I don't know how to do that. Or, oh, I can't do that. No, no, no. You simply haven't done it yet. Right. So we have to develop those skills and we have to develop those relationships. It takes work. It's not something that you're born with or that you have. You got to develop it. And then the last one, the last one is we have to deliver. We have to deliver what it is that we want to accomplish. And let's take an example, right? So I hear this one a lot. A lot of people talk to me on this one is they want to write a book. Okay, this is like a really common one. Not, hey, I have a book. I want to write a book. And I know all, I know people in all of those stages. I know people who will never share that they want to write a book. They're, they stay in dreamland. I know people who have decided and they've declared, I'm going to write a book. When you talk to them about it, they haven't designed it. They haven't laid it out. They haven't figured out what book they're going to write. But I also know people like that too, who have designed it and said, this is the book I'm going to write. And this is what it's going to be about. But then they never move up to develop and they don't take the writing courses or they don't build the relationships with the publishers or they don't figure out how to create that book. And worse, the saddest one to me is those who get stuck in stage four and they develop it but they never deliver on it. They have this mm. book that they never share with the world because they're afraid of the feedback. They're afraid of what people are gonna say or what people aren't going to like about them. But ultimately, when we're stuck, when we wanna move up to the next level, when we wanna accelerate our accomplishments, we gotta look at these five Ds of where, where are you within that when you're trying to accomplish something? Dream, decide, design, develop, deliver. A lot of work. <laughs> it is. This is absolutely. not something that can happen overnight, for sure. Absolutely. No, like uh, uh, people will always be like, hey, what's the what's the quick trip or a trick? What's the what's I first off, I'm not a magician. I don't give you tricks. OK, I give you strategies. I give you things that absolutely work. I have used these strategies to break world records. Uh, I'll also say they don't always work. I've almost used these strategies to attempt world records. That doesn't mean I break them all the time. Um, or uh, yes, I've written books, uh, but I've also have books on my computer still, right? Because I still, I'm still going through this. I'm still learning through this process. I'm still doing it too. Is it hard? Absolutely. But here's the thing. I would rather do something that is hard, that gets me the result, than continue to do something easy that keeps me where I am today, period. Mm. And I can't, I can't teach you that. No one can teach you that. You got to do the work. It's work. Right. Who do you have any examples of someone that you look up to inspires you or who you consider to be the great leader or the leader of their industry? Absolutely. I mean, I look in all different types of industries from professional to personal. I mean, even comedians. I'm a uh, I'm not a I'm not a natural funny person. I have to learn how to make and incorporate humor into my life. So one of these to me is Mike Birbiglia. He's this comedian who uses stories to make people laugh, but also to think. And so I watch him. I'm, I'm tone deaf and it's hard for me to understand things and it's hard for me to read people sometimes. So one of the things that I do is I'll watch comedians without the volume 
simply to see how they can deliver things. So they'll give a parenthetical or they'll open their, or they'll pop their eyes. And I realize, oh, it's more than what they're saying. It's how they're saying it. Um, so yeah, I'm a paying, I'm a paying attention to so many people. I mean, Sarah Blakely's, uh, the Mike Birbiglia's, um, Amy Schumer, there's so many people that I look to, to gather information from, to see what they're doing. Uh, I mean, Michael Phelps is my, was my guy that I look at. Uh, so many, so many. Yes. So there's a lot of inspiration out there, it sounds yeah, like. Absolutely. And um, I think you're going to be inspiring people at Rise National when we when we meet in March. And I'm excited to be back in person. And it sounds like you're going back in person. Um, yes. And so that is exciting. So things have evolved. And yes. is, is there anything before we you know, end our chat today? Do you have any final thoughts or takeaways that you think are important to our listeners? prior to the conference or things that maybe they should be thinking about? I want you, okay, I want you to start thinking about where you are positioning yourself as A and how you can position yourself as the, because that's a label we put on ourselves. Okay, so are you creating a podcast or the podcast, right? Are you, are you creating, uh, you know, a meal or the meal? I want you to start living life. I want this to be the beginning of you figuring out what the looks like to you. The does not mean the best. It does not mean the richest. It does not mean the strongest. It means what is the for you? Because when we're A, we settle. When we identify the, we have our own standards. And that's what I want us to have is this opportunity to look at where we can be the at what we do. And I'm super pumped to be in person. I was uh, speaking yesterday in California and oh, the energy and the excitement, we're gonna have so much fun to rise. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for more. It, it's definitely a different feel. I, I'm excited to see you in person. I've enjoyed our talk today and I thank, thank you. you very much for taking the time and I will see you in Nashville. See you then.